If you are a teacher, parent, administrator, student, and or anyone who loves reconnecting children with nature, and you want to figure out how to cultivate learning gardens and nature-based curriculum, then this is the podcast, the Outdoor Classrooms Podcast. My name is Victoria Hackett. I am the founder of OutdoorClassrooms.com and the Secret Gardens Nature Classes. I love witnessing the magic that happens when children are playfully learning outdoors, observing the return of wonder and curiosity. Curiosity when children are interacting with nature is pure magic. This is the podcast that is going to help you capture children's interest and give you not only inspiration, but some real life strategies that are going to help you figure out how to use the outdoor space, your outdoor space, as a teaching tool so you can enlighten the playful learning experience for young children. Welcome to our Outdoor Classrooms community. Do you love nature-based children's books? Well, you are going to love my new freebie. It is a compilation of many of my favorite children's books put into a library PDF where it is sectioned off into the four types of gardens. Children's books are a wonderful place to find inspiration for any lesson. I invite you to explore my nature-based children's book library and get seeds of inspiration for outdoor learning. So you can choose one or more books to complement your existing curriculum or simply scan all the nature-based books in the library for inspiration. The choice is yours. Go check it out at www.outdoor-classrooms.com and you will see it on the homepage. Hello, today we are going to talk about the link between nature education and environmental advocacy for children. We're going to begin with a quote by Margaret Mead, never doubt that a thoughtful, committed group of citizens can change the world. Indeed, it's the only thing that ever has. So we're going to start with a question. What does it mean to become an advocate for nature-based education? You might be thinking, do I have to go march on Washington to be an advocate for children? So advocacy is defined as, quote, public support for a recommendation of a particular cause or policy. In that, you need to think about public support. So that means we need to have an audience, someone that's going to be listening to our advocacy. And it also means that we are looking for something specific, a particular cause or policy. So in our case, we're looking at nature-based education and we're advocating for children. But within that, what I love about thinking about all this is really thinking about what are we advocating for? What are we maybe educators in education? We may be for school teachers. We may be parents. We may be, there are many, many different roles that we play. And so within those roles, what specifically are we advocating for? Is there a cause or a policy that we're aiming for? So advocacy comes in different shapes and sizes. 
is. And for example, if safe routes to school so children can walk and ride bikes to school, there's a big group of people in our community, in our neighborhood that are advocating that we have sidewalks. We do not have sidewalks on our very busy road. And that is a form of advocacy because we have a group of people in our community that are wanting to make it safer for children to walk the streets. So another example would be open spaces. How can we use our open spaces more? How can we save and protect our open spaces so we can make this nature play accessible? It might be that we want to advocate to have children spend more time outside, that we're advocating for more outdoor classrooms within schools. So it could be so many, many different things, but it's important to know that you need to have an audience and you need support and you need to define what that particular cause or policy is. So in short, it's what what are you specifically asking for? What are you specifically advocating for? And again, who do you need to talk to to help you get there? For example, within outdoor classrooms, within our community, I really, as I was putting this together, was really thinking about, so what are, what are our three key advocacy goals? And I often find myself talking about that every child should have access to an outdoor classroom or a forest school to enable them to connect and build a relationship with nature. So that's my vision. I imagine that that's a pretty big ask, (laughs) right? It's a pretty big ask, but in order to do that, uh, and and why why I'm doing why I envision that is to again increase children's time outdoors, and also to change the face of education where children have access to these outdoor classrooms or these forest schools. That that's the norm. So what do I need, and who do I need to talk to to get there? I need to talk to educators and parents, leaders in the community, and one of the things that I've done is to. To create this circle community, the outdoor classroom circle community, where we are offering the tools and the support and bringing this community together and growing this community so we cultivate nature-based curricula and outdoor classrooms. And again, so there is a place that we can all talk to each other and say, oh gosh, is this working? Is this not working? Where? How can we create that movement together? So what is the purpose of nature advocacy? Nature advocacy pledges to enhance public awareness of today's critically important environmental issues and to educate people to make conscious, eco-friendly decisions and lifestyle choices. So incredibly important stuff to think about. So examples of what we can do to really bring these links together to become advocates for children in nature-based education and environmental learning. I pulled this from two episodes, two recent episodes, which are absolutely fantastic, which will give you so many more examples of what you can do. I highly recommend you listen to episode 55, Green Schoolyards America with Rachel Pringle. That is an amazing episode. You will jump off that episode just with a whole list of things that you can do and why you should do it and how you can do it and so on and so forth. The next one is episode 58 which is, again, another twist. It's the big book of nature activities with authors Drew Monkman and Jacob Rodenberg. That is another fabulous episode. And they speak, both Rachel and 
Drew and Jacob, they all speak so eloquently on the simple things that you can do to become an advocate, get your community involved, uh, get your children involved, and really be a part of this movement. So they include everything from making your voice heard on Capitol Hill, but also making your voice heard in your own local community. So how can we build a movement to help young children connect and build a relationship with nature? so that they can take care of it. So there's three things, three kind of main things along with everything else that we've talked about. Firstly, you really need to understand that it's going to take time. Change takes time. And I often tell myself, yep, I'm just here for the long haul. So universe, whenever you want to give me some more or whatever I'm supposed to be doing, just I'm not going anywhere. So it takes time. Change takes time. But within that time that you are taking, it's also about building relationships. So and building relationships takes time. So it's really reaching out. That's why I've been so much enjoying this podcast. I've met so many incredible humans doing incredible incredible things for advocacy, for nature-based education, for this entire movement. The other thing that I absolutely love is the circle community, if you haven't noticed already. I love the people in there. I It's absolutely an incredible place where we are sharing what other programs are doing, and we've just built this community. So those are my two favorite things that I'm doing now. I want to ask you the question, how are you educating your community about nature-based education? Are you, do you have a, a program? Do you have a program with a newsletter? Are you educating children about how they can become advocates? All of that, all these little minute baby steps all come together to create big leaps and bounds. Really thinking about those elements and what are some examples of environmental Environmental advocacy. How can we get involved in environmental a- advocacy? So some of the more popular pathways in environmental activism includes maybe conservation of natural resources. So again, we have all these beautiful outdoor spaces, but Even if you just open the door to your backyard or your schoolyard or no matter where you are, that's all you have to do is just, again, go outside. But on the bigger scale, we've got all these national resources, restoring and cultivating forests. So do you have a forest on your campus? Do you have some woods? Do you have some trees that are together? Thinking about the grasslands and the wetlands and the watersheds and the land use regulation, environmental reclamation and the ecological restoration. So those are huge and big. So everything from that to just opening up your door and walking outside and sitting down outdoors and just being. Then building that relationship with the outdoors and nature is the first step that we need to take, but it's not the last step. And that's where we can become advocates on so many different levels. In this mini episode, I recommend those two episodes that we talked about. I recommend simply open the door and going outside. I recommend really thinking about what are you advocating for? What is your mission? What is your What are the three things that you're advocating for in your community? So think about that. I would love to learn more. Leave it in the comments. Bye.
Did you know that outdoor classrooms improve children's emotional, intellectual, and behavioral development while helping foster the development of creativity, problem-solving, independence, and confidence? The problem is, overwhelm, fear, and a lack of time can often make achieving any outdoor classroom vision into reality more trouble than it's worth. Did you know that we have a membership community at Outdoor Classrooms? It's the leading training community for educators and parents interested in cultivating outdoor classrooms and creating nature-based curriculum. It's a membership to support, collaborate, educate, and bring like-minded educators together. And it's packed with in-depth, practical training and resources for all aspects of planning, running, and growing a sustainable outdoor classroom, plus the community support you need to ensure your teaching gardens achieve their full potential. 